This is the DJs and Daughters Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Too Cool Tillman. And for everyone who can hear my voice right now, do me a favor. I need you to hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. If you want Apple Podcasts, if you want Spotify, I need you to hit that subscribe button. That way, whenever I upload an episode, you can get it immediately and you can tune in and get these gems. So while we're talking about gems, we're going to give a lot of them out today because we are talking about the subject of marriage. Yep. We're going to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, uh, any areas where we possibly can get information for anybody that could be looking into making that move in life. But you just want to get some more knowledge and you want to hear from other individuals who are already there and decided to make that decision before you. Like I said, this is going to be a safe space where we're just going to give each other game. And that's what this episode is all about. All right, on the line, I got three well-respected individuals. I respect their opinions very dearly. Uh, we got my man Trail on the line. What's up, Trail? Not much, Tim. How you been, man? Hey, I'm doing good. Al on the line. Al, you with me? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me here. I'm, I'm happy. All right, nice. Happy to have you on the line. Tristan, you here as well. What up, though? All right, so before we dive into it, fellas, I just want to give some stats just based off of marriage previously and what's going on now. And something that I found out is the median age for the first marriage has risen. So in 1970, black men and women were getting married at about 20 years old. It's 23 for men back then and 20 years old for women. But if you fast forward to present day, the figures have climbed to 30 years old for black men and 28 years old for black women. So my first question, and you all can answer one by one, and any questions that I do ask, feel free to dive in. How old were you when you got married and also, if you want to say how many kids you have in that marriage, just give us the background of your situation. I'll take it first. Uh, I was 27 when I got married. My wife was 24, three years apart. We got three kids. Uh, my daughter, who I just had in November, just turned nine months. My oldest son is nine, and my youngest son just had a birthday yesterday. He's seven. All right, nice. Happy birthday. Thank you for that information. Uh, next up. Well, yeah, I'll go ahead. I'll take this one. So this is Al. Um... So I got married at now 32, my wife at 28, and we have three right now with one on the way. Our oldest is five. Well, four and three quarters will be five in a month. Uh, our next is three and a half. Uh, that's Avery. She's, you know, she was born in February. Then we've got Harper, who's a year and a half. And then the one on the way will be born at the end of October. So that'll be our fourth. All right. Beautiful. And congrats on that fourth one. That's on the way, too. Appreciate that. Congrats, man. Um, so this is Tristan. We both were 29 when we got married. Uh, we got three kids, 12 to 5. And uh, hopefully we'll be having some more. <laughs> but, um, okay. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> I can dig that. <laughs> All right, so I got a boy and two girls, so I got to have a couple more boys. Okay. At least one more. Ain't nothing wrong with it. So let's dive into the interview. So question, what made you decide that the woman you were with, you know what, this is the woman that I got to settle down with? All right. I, I'll take it again. So uh, coming from a broken household, I never knew what love looked like. Never mm -hmm. seen it, never heard about it, never nothing. Just on TV. And one of the things I did one as a child was I knew I wanted to have a family because I didn't grow up with one. And when I met my wife at McDonald's, I think we were working at McDonald's, yeah. And it was just something about her that just drove me to her. I never thought about marriage in my life. I just wanted a family. Okay. But being with her and just spending time with her, getting to know her. Okay. So basically that compatibility, just, you know, you found that yeah, you had something in common. Way, and we actually, man, pull our opposites, man. But it, it works great, though. All right. We'll dive into that a little bit later on. All right, Al, what about yourself? What made you decide, you know what, I'm going to marry this woman? Well... So, you know, first of all, we had one of, like, the most awkward meetings ever. I met her at a Meyer Madness up at Michigan State. Okay. And it was, like, a 12 o'clock a.m. I met her in between the Doritos aisle and some water, randomly, <laughs> walking with one of my frat brothers. And she just popped up out of nowhere, and we just started talking. You know, and the next thing I know is three months later, and we're together. But, uh... <laughs> You know, when it, when it gets down to the, you know, what made her, you know, be the one, you know, it was a multitude of things, but she kind of broke the mold in regard to, like, the type of, you know, woman I thought I wanted, you know, as I progressed into the man that I am. And I didn't want to date a younger woman because I wanted somebody more mature. You know, I, I, I wanted, you know, someone that was ambitious with goals or whatnot. And, 
you know, not, not one of the sassiest women ever, but somebody's going to stand up for herself. And this woman just smashed all those expectations. Being a younger individual, accomplished, beautiful, you know, well thought out and well said in regard to who it is that she was and how she expressed herself. And she was into me. And uh, and she inspired me. She inspired me being younger than me. And she kind of like sparked a, I just can't say it, it was a, a feeling that I hadn't gotten with another woman before in regard to the other women I dated and met. And, and it drove me to want to make her mine, you know, through those experiences that we had with each other. And especially considering that, you know, she kind of, she smashed some of the expectations that I thought I had for myself for a woman before I met her. And she established some new ones that I fell in love with. So I fell in love with her. That's dope. That's dope. All right, Tristan, go ahead. Chime in. I think for me it's a uh, connection, <clears throat> connection. And um, I say time too, because uh, we, it's kind of funny since we met. Like, we just connected. We connected as friends, and we always kind of had this friendship within our relationship to where we we hang out, we kick it, like we literally do everything together. And it's kind of like a kind of like how it is when you hang out with your homeboys. Like you know, your homeboys can do pretty much everything. Okay, like, that's how kind of how uh, it is with us. And, and I said time because as time went on and we kind of grew you know it became you know more evident we had already established ourselves like as we was going on so we met at 22 so by 28 we had already did everything bought houses and did stuff like that so it was just like you know so i asked this question as well because you all reiterated one of the gems that I got. Like, I hang out at the cigar bar downtown a lot. So one night I'm hanging down at the cigar bar, and I see an OG. He's with his lady and his friends. So he's celebrating his 50th birthday. And him and his lady, they dressed alike. And, you know, the fellas all around, and they're having a good time. So I pull him to the side. And I'm like, OG, I'm, so I see you with your lady. Like, what what made you decide, you know, that, that that was the one? Like, what happened? And literally, dude looked me in the face, and he... First words was, I'm honored that you even asked me that question. And then he basically said, I mean, looking at you, you look like a decent looking dude. So I can tell you've had experiences, you know, with women. So the bad experiences, you already know how they can go. You already know how some of them may lie to you. Some of them may cheat on you. Some of them may manipulate you. But what you do is you marry the one that's not like the rest. You marry the one that's different. And based off of the responses that I'm hearing from you all, the woman that you decided to marry gave you a feeling that you haven't had before. They they stood out. Like Al mentioned, you know, making greater expectations for him as a man. So I like to give these jewels to everybody that's listening because, like I said, we trying to build households. Because if you look at the numbers that I just said, we're not getting married as frequently as our ancestors for a multitude of reasons. But the negative effect of that is when we having kids in our society out of wedlock, it doesn't matter if you're in a household or not. The fact that you're not married, your child gets labeled as a fatherless child. So they still add to the statistics, even though they still have, you know, two parents. So I want to back up a little bit because before you all got married, of course, you dated. So for any man that's out there searching for a wife and getting himself in position, I guess, what are some positive attributes that you would say to look for, and what would be some red flags? Yeah, I think each individual is different on, on what they like. <clears throat> I don't think one thing would fit everybody. I, I think the the best thing to uh, really say is just how a person um, connects with you and kind of tailor themselves to you. You know, like I think those things is uh, things that would stand out. What about you, Trail? Any uh, specific? attributes that you would suggest to look for any red flags that may be like ah i think it's always finding somebody who has your best interest at heart somebody who compliments you which is great and it works well for my family because if not for her my boys might be playing basketball because that's all i knew all right but instead with my wife she's we are playing tennis at the park we're going swimming we're going on hiking trips and all that kind of stuff so it's just it's it's perfect man it's, it's perfect though there's two different worlds colliding and making one great world. Some real positive things in regard to, you know, what you look for in the mate, I would say some things I found in my wife was the ability to like to actually like, you know, listen and see somebody else's, you know, perception about something. And even if you happen not to agree with it, be able to actually see that person and their viewpoint and understand where they're coming from. 
uh, because a lot about marriage and, you know, even in friendships before you even make it in marriage is about give and take. And if you can't understand, you know, where somebody is coming from, even if you don't completely agree with them, you can't even have a successful conversation, let alone a, a successful relationship because a successful relationship is built upon a multitude of successful conversations over time. Mm. And, you know, and that's how you like, you learn how to communicate with one another. So, you know, along the way, like as far as like dating and everything, something that you need to look out for is a person's ability to be able to actively listen and hear mm. where you're coming from and, and, and be able to see that, you know, because that's where, you know, when you build synthesis within, in between people or, you know, regardless if you're in a relationship or friends or nations, you know, that people can find synthesis between one another. You know, you can see where people are coming from and you can learn a lot from that. And you got to learn from one another when you're in a relationship. Now, red flags, you know, I would say my biggest one would be selfishness. Okay. Because if you can't, if you can't give and you're always taking, you know, you become, you become a parasite. And, you know, nobody <laughs> wants to be married to a parasite emotionally or, or, or monetarily. You know what I'm saying? So a red flag for me was just somebody who's just scared to grow. Who won't grow? Hmm. Who wants to be stuck in the position there is? So ex- expand life. on that a little bit. So say I'm from I'm from Inkster, and if you know, you know it's it's the hood. All right. And I'm so far removed from there, I still go back. But it's I don't want anybody who's comfortable being there. Who wants to raise a family? And I have to go see my friends every night. I have to hang with my friends every night. I want to smoke every night. I want to drink every night. Like it's more than life than just doing that. Okay. So basically, not uh mentally staying in the same spot. You know, exploring new and yeah. growing. It got you there. So one of the things that you all mentioned, and Al spoke on this, is listening, which brings us to the next point of, you know, contrary to popular belief, married couples do their fair share of arguing. But the difference is you all still decide to to make it work and stay in there for whatever reason. So what are some best practices for just conflict resolution? Because if you're a single man, it's almost like, hey, I don't got to deal with this. I'm, I'm through. But when you're married, you're going to have conflict as well. But what are some of those best practices? How are you getting over these arguments and, you know, getting back on one track? I think um, communication, man, knowing how to. Because uh, sometimes, sometimes things can, like, get to a real blood point. But you have to really evaluate the situation and say, do you really want that beef? Because that beef don't come. It, a beef can last a long ass time. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can immediately start arguing about something stupid and then something else. Uh, coming to play and then something else coming to play and then it became this big ass thing so understanding you don't want that to really go that far knowing how to settle those differences you know what i'm saying and just self-evaluation too because if you're wrong you're wrong you know what i'm saying in this scenario you have to be willing to be a bigger person say maybe i was wrong on that i could approach this differently i could handle that differently also knowing you married so you can't just be like i'm out you know what I'm saying? You got to settle it. Especially if you got kids. You know what I'm saying? Communication and, and, and just, you know what I'm saying? Just having an understanding, man. Hey, was that Tristan? Yeah, that's Tristan. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I, I, this is Al. I couldn't agree with Tristan anymore, man. Uh, you kind of took the words out of my mouth because my my exact example, like how my wife and I built a successful relationship with Jeff is through clear communication. And what he was alluding to overall is emotional intelligence. You got to have the ability to be self-aware of like how you act and how you carry yourself in scenarios and situations when things get that deep or that far, you know, when you get into some of those heated arguments that will happen. And and like he said, in the end, y'all still chose to love each other no matter what. So whatever it is you're arguing about, you know, when I spoke about that synthesis that people find in between each other from finding, you know, understanding where somebody's coming from when they have a difference of opinion about whatever's going on, you know, that, that, that helps you get through these situations when, you know, you can check yourself for a minute when you can, you know, when you can tone yourself down in situations where you can allow for yourself to keep, to keep communicating and not get over emotional about everything because, you know, emotion in the moment, man, can erode, you know, a lot about what y'all built over time oh, yeah. you know, in a short amount of time. And when Tristan was talking about how, you know what I'm saying? Them beefs can last for a minute. <laughs> you know, sometimes they go longer than that cold shoulder and roll over on that bed that night. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it, it could be a few nights and then you think you, you think you're really in the doghouse. You know what I'm saying? And, that, and, and it was all over something in the moment that after if you had a second, if you would just, you know, pause for a minute, 
thought about it and then acted out, you know, something totally different would have, you know, transpired from that situation. You know? So it's a lot of communication and a lot of emotional intelligence. And the first step in that emotional intelligence is your self-awareness about how you carrying yourself in situations and how you're being the example on how to get through them. Because sometimes my wife even get upset because I won't even go there with her because you know I'm diffusing the scenario before you even get there because it's not even worth it. Right, right. So talk about that a little bit more, man. Talk about that. I'm glad you mentioned that. So it's almost like I'm trying to diffuse the situation, but you upset at me for diffusing the situation. And isn't that supposed to be the goal, I guess? Well, sometimes you got to understand, too, people want a chance to be able to vent about something. Uh, and if you, you know, you got to learn to also have some emotional intelligence on when to let that person get that out so that y'all both can move past the scenario. But in some instances, you know, some people have to be big enough to, to know that it's not even that deep. Which uh, brings me to what I was about to jump in and say, man, is just knowing that you can't agree to disagree. You don't you're not going to agree on everything. You know, so if you know it's a subject in which, all right, this is kind of upsetting me. I don't agree with her. She don't agree with me. There's no point in us letting it go that far. Well, you just be like, yo, we just going to agree to disagree on this one and let the subject die. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You have to do that, too. Okay, so that all that all ties into that emotional intelligence. Go ahead, Trill. Go ahead and get your answer. No, I was just saying, hey, that's what they said was right though and i was just saying just knowing you don't have to win every argument not winning every oh, yeah, argument yeah, yeah that that one up stuff is out the door like yeah, you get married, man. That's, that's that's just man get out, you gotta get out of here that's that's a teenager type <laughs> stuff right there. Like, last word and all that man come on now <laughs> yeah. all right so let me ask you this though one of the things that i hear from married men often is that hey you know women change after marriage hey, everything everything was good after marriage you switch up so i guess do women really change after marriage? Or if it if it does happen, what changes? Women sure do change. Well, it's like you change. Mm. Good question. I, the change for me was for the better. Okay, talk about that. So I honestly don't think we put forth, I'm going to say, a, a good enough effort when we were dating boyfriend and girlfriend. And I, you know, now you just see the little stuff. The, okay, I'm going to make his lunch today so he don't got to make it. I'm going to fold his clothes today. Just Just small stuff. And it's just like, I pay attention to that. I love that. And because you did that, it's not, it's, I'm going to reciprocate that same energy for you. Okay. Makes sense. Anybody else want to chime in? Yeah. I would say, I would say, uh, women do change and it can go in, in, in either direction. Like sometimes women change in the wrong way. So some women get comfortable at going into marriage or after they get married because just being married was the prize. Mm. And, um, it can, that, that is a negative, you know, but being able to address that and having somebody that understands like, Hey, these things don't quite, align, it can, it, it can go the wrong way, but having somebody you can talk to and, and kind of realign, you know, things can change in, in the right direction and things can be a beautiful thing. So, you know, it can go either way, but you know, you can pull it back around to something good, even if it goes the wrong way. All right. So how y'all feel about the popular phrase? We've all heard this from our elders, from our OGs, from our grandparents. The phrase happy wife, happy life. Happy life. What's your take on that? I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I'm with, I, I'm down with it because, you know, I live that reciprocal life. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if it's happy wife, happy life, it's, it's happy me, you know, happy life where I don't have happy I don't have nothing snazzy for it as of yet, but you know, shoot, <laughs> it, we, you know, you scratch my, I scratch your back, you scratch mine, but you know, it, it's not tip to tap, but you know, I love to wake, uh, make my wife happy. And, and, and when I do, yeah, there is more peace in the household. Mm. And yeah, I do get more things that I enjoy out of my marriage and our friendship. You know what I mean? But it is, it's fun for me too. So I, I enjoy you know, uh, bringing that moment on where she can feel that way, where she can feel happy, where she can feel, you know, comfortable in her skin so she can be the best version of her. Because if my wife is, if she's radiating and she's at her, she's at her best, then I'm able to be at my best as well because I ain't worried about her because I know who I married and I know who she is as a woman. So I know what she's going to bring to the table every day. And then I can do what I got to do. So, you know, that phrase that you bring up, I love making my wife happy, man, because it allows her to be the best version of her. 
and then she can love me how she's supposed to, you know, without having to worry. Because, you know, 1,000%, she know I got her back. I agree with that 100%. That was all right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. When she radiating the house happy. <laughs> Even the dog happy, man. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and just, I, just, I just feel like majority of men, we're simple. And making that woman happy takes a, a, a load off of us. Makes the, it makes the house happy, like I was saying. She radiating, the house radiating. So basically, if the woman ain't happy, yeah. the household ain't happy. Even the dogs and the cat got attitude. It's that melanated energy that females give off. Just like when we all grew up, when our moms was upset. Uh-huh. I don't, I, even if she wasn't mad at you and you were somewhere else playing, you were still on your P's and Q's because she could come around the corner at any minute and be on your ass. Most definitely. And it's on. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so we all know we all know that 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 the, the melanated energy that comes from that female when she ain't in the right place because we grew up with that at a time in our lives and who, you know who want their wife to be living like that you know what i mean do you want to be dealing with all that stress all the time because she off her key not at all yeah you you could probably find yourself doing you know certain things that you know allow her to be you know in her place just so that you can do what you got to do, you know what I mean? So, you got a, a bit of a different take on it. Like me and my lady been together thirteen years. Uh, this Sunday will be will mark seven years of being married. Congrats on Congrats that! Congratulations! Thank you, thank you. And I feel like you know relationships go through ups and downs, and I've seen a lot of stuff in mine, and I don't agree with happy wife, happy life. All right, so talk about that. Give us a little bit more. Happy spouse, happy house. Okay. So. My take on that is a lot of women don't learn about how to treat a man until they marry and go through certain experiences, certain challenges. You know, you I think you can spend a lot of time trying to make your lady happy. And if she don't know how to properly reciprocate, you know, it don't matter how happy you make her. She, you don't mean you're going to be happy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, okay. So I don't know if I agree with happy wife, happy life. I agree with happy spouse, happy house. You know what I'm saying? I can make somebody happy. But that don't mean that that person making me happy. All right, I'll go ahead and jump in. So to just further elaborate on what I stated, I agree with you, you know, because I, I, I agree with the happy wife, you know, happy life type deal. But remember, I said I live that reciprocal life, you know, so uh, so how I feed her, you know, she feeds me. And I, I do understand and I hear you in regards to the, you know, if you give, give, she may not give back the same way. But and, you know, this is your relationship, so you do how you do. But if that happens not to happen the way you like, man, it's up to you to teach her, you know, how you like, you know, to be loved back or what you enjoy, you know what I'm saying, and reciprocation. You know, because that's, you know, that's in my household, you know what I'm saying, that's how I feel like the relationships should work. So I'm feeding her everything I can to put her in the best place she can be in. You know, in turn, you know, that energy's got to come back in some kind of way, you know, so that I'm fulfilled as well. But I do feel you if you happen to be in a scenario to where it's like you just give, 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 but she doesn't know how. But if that does, if that is the case for anybody out there that might be listening, you know, if she's willing to listen and learn, you know, because we're talking about open and clear communication here as far as like what I'm concerned, you know, one of the bases that builds a successful relationship, if she can listen to how you want to be loved and she can act on some of those things to return that. And that's that, that'll really build a strong bond. So, you know, I, I feel you on it being one sided, but if you're that dude that's out there that don't get it back, you gotta learn how to teach too. I definitely agree uh, with you on that. I do how think how long have you been married? Uh it'll be nine years on September seventh, but we've been together for nineteen. Okay. Okay. It's okay. so, no. a long time. I was saying uh, I do agree with what you're saying too. You do have to show and teach her. But the key word in that it's her ability to learn and listen. Mm-hmm. So that's what made me make reference to the new age woman. The new age woman and their abilities to listen. It, it don't quite be there all the time, but when you're able to finally get her ear, that's when you have the ability to teach her. So I think this all ties back into that emotional intelligence that you all have been elaborating on. So one of the things that we mentioned, hey, when a lady in the house is upset, everything in the house does not move. So when you are in that situation, and that does happen. How do you have the emotional intelligence to not spark off 
controversy in any type of way because when that happens you know you on eggshells because if you say wrong one wrong comment and she already had a bad day it's about to be the wild wild west up in here so what are some best practices for developing that emotional intelligence or what are some things that you can do to make sure that you're not adding to whatever could be going on think before you speak (laughs) (laughs) for how long (laughs) (laughs) man um, I guess real quick, you know, I guess get my two cents as well. Uh, when we in those moments, you gotta, you gotta practice something I learned called pause, think, act because two, two people, you know, cause whenever you're having a difference, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of times there's a lot of emotion wrapped up in it and you can't have an emotional conversation all the time with your spouse, especially when both of y'all fired up. So I think if, if the two of you, or if you're just talking about how do we diffuse the scenario, if you're not talking about our wives, how do we do it? You know, I, I pause first and, you know, I think about the scenario when, and, you know, I think about, you know, like, like Tristan was saying, like, what's the repercussions of me, you know, saying something crazy or, you know, just taking it in a more tactful manner and attempting to, you know, express myself in a better way so that she can be more accepting of it. So we can, you know, further talk about it instead of just being some emotional rage fest because, you know, after a little while of that, man, you know what I'm saying? Nothing, nothing too good is going to come from that. So to get out of those scenarios when, when she is, when she is, he, when she is upset, you know, you both got to, you know, I feel that, you know, two spouses should practice that, that art. Pause, you know, think about it, and then come back and talk and act on it a little bit later when, you know, cooler heads can prevail. That couldn't be a more old school but simple way of, you know, being able to dissolve scenarios and, I mean, not dissolve the scenario, but diffuse the scenario. Okay. Be able to come back to it. I got a, I got a quick short answer. So I think uh, also knowing the spouse's love language helps in this situation too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So because my wife loves accessories and she loves intimacy, I would know like maybe give her a hug, rub her shoulder, come in here with a card. Just the small things, or what she would consider small things that, that could use the situation like, oh, okay. All right, all good answers, man. That's that's icing on the cake right there, man. That love language. All right, so let me ask you all this. How does counseling factor in to marriage? And, you know, was it something that you should do once you get married, before you get it? Like, is it something that you're for? Just speak on your relationship with counseling and marriage. We, uh, me and my wife had it before, before uh, being married. And I think it's something that people should, should do and should look into. And not only that, I actually had to get therapy myself because I was still dealing with uh, uh, the defense mechanism that stemmed from my past. Instead of trying to defuse the situation, my wife is mad, now I'm mad, and I'm going to make it about me. Mm. So now we, we were mad about what you were mad about, but now it's just it's my turn to be mad now. So, and I never knew this about me until I took therapy myself as an individual, uh, just learning about my triggers or the triggers yep. I had when I was a kid. And I still carried them. Like, I used to be bullied. Okay. So my defense mechanism was to always talk about people. So mm-hmm. now as I get older, when my wife gets mad, and I'm thinking I'm doing better by laughing at her when she's mad in my face, but it's actually making her more mad. Oh, yeah. You know, it's hurting her feelings. I'm thinking about me not saying anything to her, it's making it better. Because I don't want to hurt her feelings by saying something back to her. So I'm like, I'm, let me laugh in her face. So that made it much worse for me. So if I, just, I, I would say just know how to deal with your defense mechanisms wherever they stem from. Makes a lot of sense, man, because you mentioned knowing your triggers, and I think attitudes trigger a lot of men. And I don't know, it, it takes a lot of experience to understand, you know, how to navigate in that situation because our natural, our natural, you know, it's like, yo, what's wrong with you? Especially, you know, y'all are married. Yeah. When your lady wake up in the morning with an attitude, you're like, what's, ain't nobody did nothing to you in eight hours. What are you upset at? What? And before you know it, now we mad, like Trail said, because they're mad, and it's just a back and forth. So to continue back on what we were talking about, uh, I just want the other two guys to chime in. How do you feel about that whole counseling aspect uh, of the marriage? I mean, for me, I mean, we did marriage counseling, you know, before we got married. We hadn't seen the counselor since. I'm not trying to say it's not beneficial, but in the beginning, for some of the things I learned beforehand, it did open me up, you, you know, to myself and and being more self-aware about this being more about us especially when we got into those heated moments and not making it about me you know remembering that you know the scenario was bigger than just myself 
Uh, but I can't, you know, I can't speak too deeply to it just because I hadn't had a ton of marriage counseling and, I, and you know, I don't want to talk to something that I'm not, you know, a pro at because it's not something I dealt with for longer than the two weeks that we took it. Okay. But from the experience, you know, it, it did open me up to, you know, before I even knew anything about emotional intelligence, it opened me up to just being, you know, self-aware, you know, in regard to like it being more than just myself. And, and, and when we got into those moments where, we were thinking about things and we had differences of opinion or anything on, on just thinking from the, 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 the perceptive the perception that it's us and not just me. So that when we were making decisions or when we were doing things, you know, we would think about and you know, have an us mentality so that we couldn't be selfish in the decision-making uh, decision, make uh, decisions that we were making. All right. I think counseling in general is a good thing. Sometimes in a relationship, um, you guys can have your different disagreements and each of you cannot understand what the other one doesn't understand. So being able to sit down with somebody who can kind of break down what each one is trying to say or just understand what each person is saying and kind of help you navigate those channels and have those conversations, I think that's a good thing. Um, the relationship, I think, is a good thing for individuals, you know. Uh, like, like how he said, you know, he had to learn some things about himself and how he dealt with things with being bullied and stuff. Just so being able to do that with your partner, in my opinion, I think that kind of helped take your relationship to another level. You know, uh, as the marriage counselor told us, you're trying to combine two worlds, you know. So I don't think getting married or, or depending on the age, I don't think getting married you quite understand that until you start doing the work. So I think going to a counselor can help any couple kind of get through their things as long as they got an open mind to it. Now, one of the fears that you hear unmarried men talk about is, you know, you get married, this is the person you're going to be with for the rest of your life. Like, you, it's a wrap. Like, this is all you're with. So given that it's factual, how do you keep that flame lit in the marriage after so many years, just hearing, you know, Tristan at seven years, Al at nine, Trail, how many years you at? Eight. Right. So we got seven, eight, nine years worth of marriage. How do you keep it going? How do you keep that excitement going? How do you still have that admiration after seven, eight, nine years that you had day one? If I'm being honest, I like I like honest conversations, man. I don't think we have enough of those as black men. You know, I would say <clears throat> that's kind of a phase of my relationship over the last couple of years. Like I said, relationships go through ups and downs, and mine has been up and down. So kind of come into a space where we learn how to communicate through those communications, being able to talk things out and really express yourself without um, being, being judged or um, the reaction you might have mm -hmm. uh, when they express themselves. So being able to create a space where it's a safe space to talk and, and express yourself, I think that kind of helps you with... Um, having, uh, keeping that, that flame alive, you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes people have interests they're afraid to speak on, and when you got, you know, just that, that open line of communication, you know what I'm saying, those things help lead to other things. So, so what I'm gathering is just create when you create that safe space for them to express things that they may be into or any desires when you create that, that keeps that flame going because you have that open form of communication. Yeah, man. I mean, because, I mean... <laughs> You know, you, yeah, yeah. You, you, you were the same person for a long time, man. You know what I'm saying? So you have to have that. You got to be able to talk about different things. You know what I'm saying? And, and got to say, hey, I, I enjoy doing this, or you know what I'm saying? I like going over here and doing that. Like, so just having that open line of communication kind of keeps that door revolving, in a sense. All right. Since you said it like you did in regard to having honest, you know, open. You know, communication and we as black men need to be open about it. A to be straight up. You just have to simply want to be with that person mm. because if you do, you're going to do the things that allow for you to keep that spice in your relationship that allows for y'all to keep it rolling. Because if you want to, then it's just going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Just like I was just talking about how I love making my wife happy, right? It ain't just all about just making her happy just to make her happy. I want to do it. I chose to do that. I choose to make her happy because I love to have the life. I love the life that we have with each other. You know what I'm saying? And it's because, you know, not everything has been just all peaches and cream, but for what it is that I can control and influence it has. And in regarding that, 
you know, when, when you want to do anything, regardless of it's your marriage, man, you find a way of doing it. I don't mm-hmm. care who you are. Even if it's good or bad, if you want to do some shit, you're going to do it. Very period. true. So, Very true. So if you want to be, if you want to have a successful relationship with your wife, and if y'all want to, you know, to build on that and keep it fresh over time, you know, you got to communicate like he was saying. But in regard to that communication, it's got to be honest and open because you as a person change over time. And the situations y'all go through and, yeah. and kids, like when we was – Al and Toya of Michigan State. Al and Toya up in Michigan State is not the same as Al and Toya in 2022 with three kids and one on the way. All right. It's not, we, we ain't the same two people in the same relationship. <laughs> we are in the same relationship, but it has evolved in such a manner that, it, you know, looking back when we was in college, man, this, this almost, we ain't two different people, but we, we are two evolved people with one another because we chose to be with each other. And it's kind of funny you ask this question because we have said that to one another over time where we're like, man, I, I love this relationship with you. And I, I love that you chose to be with me. We say that to each other. I, I love that you chose to be with me. You can choose to be with anybody. We chose, we chose to be with one another and we choose to do the things that keep us in a situation where we want to be with one another, you know? So that's, that's just kind of how I feel about it. Cause that's how, that's how my relationship rolls. But you know, other people have other perceptions. That's why in your mouth it makes you such a better for worse. We're going to have an ups and downs, though. We're going to go through it. We got to grow through it. You all all have kids. So one of the things that's not talked about is, you know, when you when you are bringing the kids to the world, the woman has all the support. You know, everybody's going to make sure she's good. You're going to make sure she's good. Her family's going to make her sure she's good. But men don't get supported, and people don't understand what men go through when their lady is expecting. So... For someone who's looking at starting a family, what are some best practices when you are dealing with them hormones when your lady is expecting? Oh. Yeah, we will get to well, it. I just say cater to her, bro. <laughs> That's all I can really say. You just cater to her, bro. Okay. I say you just cater to her, man. You know, they going to have those hormones. They going to get upset over whatever. You know what I'm saying? You just you got to diffuse because they, they emotions and everything going crazy. So you got to pretty much be the diffuser most of the time where it's just like okay babe you know all right you know you know know say hey let's go get some food or you know we want to watch a movie come here let me give you a hug you know just you have to diffuse it with love in a sense okay it's not like it's random you know why it's the hormones from the baby yeah so it's not personal baby here beat me up that's that's all about you know, I think that was real what you said earlier when you were saying to remember not to make it about you, you know, because if you if you can understand that she grew on another human being inside of her and uh, her weight is up and she feels terrible and she's all emotional and crazy and her feet are bigger and some other stuff going on. You know, man, they ain't all about you, man. She's going through some for real. Like, mm-hmm. your, your wife is literally, she's literally transforming in front of you, bro. She's a human incubator. <laughs> so if you can kind of understand it, it's like, it's not all about you right now. Like, you know, she's going through some stuff. It's a little easier to, you know, to cater to her. Cause I mean, you got to appreciate this woman cause you know, she is carrying this child for you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. you know, and, and when it all boils down to it, you know, the emotions will subside over time. You know what I'm saying? You just gotta, you just gotta cater to her. Cause you know, it would be like hell, bro. If you don't, I mean, I mean, I'm four babies in, so I know, man. Oh yeah, go ahead and get that one if you want. <laughs> it's still a, it's still a fun time too, man. For people that that haven't thought about, it, it's a fun time. You oh, bring yeah. somebody into this world, a little person that's gonna want to be like you, look up to you, call you mom, call you dad. Like and that's why that's probably the best feeling ever. Hey man, yeah. I'm gonna bring this yeah, back a little on. bit too. Let's do it. I'm gonna take you back a little bit too, man. Just being able to make her happy in those times, man. The bond that comes out of it. That's that's what helped keep that spice up you was just asking about too. Okay. That's what helped yeah. take that relationship to relationship to another level. Just being able to make keep her happy in those times. You know what I'm saying? Not saying you're gonna be hundred percent successful, but doing your best at it, man, can can help increase your bond. Man. Women do not forget how you treat them when they're pregnant. Believe that. They do not forget how you treat them when they're pregnant. Oh no. <laughs> yep, hey, they don't. They don't. But but also check yeah. this out. We've all we've all witnessed 
the love of a woman who was in a bad relationship and how much they've done for her man when they was mistreated. Imagine how much love and how much respect and how much support a woman would give you if you treat her right and you give her yep. all that love and that respect and that support. Like that, that's, you know, you kind of got to like, you got to look at that from the opposite side of the spectrum. Like you can create a, you can create a superwoman if you want to, mm-hmm. if you love her the right way. You know what I'm saying? And then in, and in return, if you got the right one, you can create a super you just because you're making her better. Because oh, this marriage thing, like I said again, is all about y'all. You know what I mean? So like that, that whole wanting to love somebody and wanting to do some stuff, I'm not trying to be selfish, but hey, I'm going to be straight up with you. I, I believe in the law of the more I put out, uh, the more I put into the universe, the more it's going to come back to me. So if I give more of the best of myself to my environment, it's got to come back because that's just how the universe works. But forget about the universe. Now we're talking about my wife that I live with, that I get to influence on a daily basis. Like I'm with her every day. I sleep with her. We go in the same bathroom, got the same kids and all that stuff. So I have the opportunity to produce the best scenario by putting her in the best situation, by, by loving her the way that I promise. You know what I mean? And I can only get it back. Like I'm going to bring this around a, a little bit. Oh, wait, bit. wait, wait. I, no, wait. My bad. When you had the, because he was talking about when they pregnant having the baby, you you'll get it after the baby, and then then it'd be you. Okay. Make sure I put that out <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for clearing yeah, that up. That <laughs> <laughs> something that's kind of heavy though that that um you haven't really asked about, man. As far as the uh, the love aspect of things, man. I Dr. King said love is the answer. Like we don't fully understand that statement. So in your relationship, how he said a lot of women have bad relationships, so they don't know how to be properly loved. Mm. But actually loving your lady the right way, you know, because society tells society pretty much sets standards on relationships, what relationships are. So people have these up ideas, you know what I'm saying? But when you kind of get down to it in a relationship, loving your lady the right way, like he said, man, you will literally build a superwoman for real because she she would put out for you on a whole nother level. And a lot of people mm-hmm. don't know it. They don't know how to love or they don't know how to express love. So anybody that's listening, the love factor is real. Like, love really is the answer for real. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what women want. So if you show her that and you treat her a certain way, whether she's pregnant or just in general, loving your lady the proper way, you know what I'm saying? And you get anything you want. <laughs> <It's that laughs> All easy. right. You do it anyway, man. Can't do it all for real. Shoot, if you can figure out how to make her eyeballs big like that new purse do, but her eyeballs <laughs> is big just because she's invigorated about oh, something yeah. that y'all doing with each other or, or how you yeah. make her feel, hey, that is, it, when you do that, that's when you got to mass produce that over and over again. Mm-hmm. Man, that's real. When, when them eyeballs get big and they all like, you know, super pie face with a big smile, do learn how to do that. Over and over again. <laughs> Whatever produced that, you need to figure out how to do that all over your marriage. Jewel. Mm-hmm. So what I'm gathering from this, everything that we've talked about, communication, of course, being the basis of everything. But as men, you know, when you are aspiring to become that head of household, that husband, that leader, etc., you got to pause and listen and understand that when you have that love there, when you're loving your lady properly, it usually reciprocates and makes everything better. Am I am I on the right track with that? Yeah. All right. I think so. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So before we go ahead and wrap this thing up, man, because we can talk about this for hours. We, we can talk about it all day long. There's so many different aspects to tackle. If you could say and you can drop one jewel to anybody that is listening, because the whole point of this episode and the whole point of the podcast is to, to, to change the narrative, because... If you look at the numbers, the narrative is we as black men, we're not involved in our kids' lives. However, we are involved way more than we get the credit because, like I said, with the numbers and we look at the marriages, with so many people not being married but still having kids, it doesn't matter that you're a household. The child still gets labeled as a fatherless child. So what I'm trying to say is for anybody that's listening, that's trying to get jewels from married men like yourself with kids, what would be something that you would say that is the best part of being married. Companionship. Ooh, man, you said the best part. 
the best part. I mean, Besides the tax advantages, you know, the two the two income houses and you know, <laughs> the two incomes coming in and all of that. What is some of those like, you know what? Dang, this was I, it, man. Yeah. I, I get energy from my wife, man. So it kind of like, you know, shoot, you know, Tom say we work with each other at one point. So, you know, uh-huh. the deal is. and you know, the atmosphere that, you know, we both existed in and that's draining. Yes. And uh, being able to come back home and recharge, like, Coming home, being around my wife and my kids and the activities that we have and the life that we live, it recharges me. And I guess that's the selfish response in regard to saying that's the best part of our marriage, but it's one of the parts that make me feel the best because I feel like I can go take the world on every single day I wake back up because I'm ready to go. You know what I mean? Because I I got my fam at the crib and I got my support. And when you talk about, you know, us black men and, you know, we, we may not always feel like we're supported in every aspect of our livelihood because that's just how this particular society is pitted, you know, mm-hmm. to be more pressured on a black man, period. But with that, it makes me feel great and it makes me feel like a better version of myself and I can come back and come deal with my fans because I, I, I just feel like I can be my Superman when I go back out in the world. So that's what I love about my marriage, man. I get, I get energy from my wife, so I love it. Okay, good insight. I really feel like my greatest accomplishment is the family I created with my wife. I feel successful. I know people use success as many other things as money as well. And I, I'm I'm a successful black man in America. I come home every day. My wife, who I've been with for 14 years, and been married for eight. My kids running to the door. Daddy, daddy, daddy. My daughter, who can't walk yet, but she turns her head and smiles. Like that is the best feeling ever. No matter what else I accomplish in life, it'll never be greater than having my wife and kids look at me the way they do when I come in the house. That's what's up. They all boys have you, man. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, I, I'm, it's like that for me because, like I said, I, I come from a broken home. So my first dream was to have a family. My biggest dream was to have a family. Not money, wanting to be rich. It was to have a family because I, I was abused. So being here with them, this is everything to me. This is it. Yeah, no, 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 y'all, have some, y'all got some dope answers, man. Seriously, y'all got some dope answers. I said mine is companionship, man, because it's – just the friendship level of my relationship, man. It, it's like having my homeboy and my home and my girl at the same time. All right, you know, so like that's 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 what's dope to me about my relationship. Like we kick it on all levels, and just being able to, as we said, communicate and just chop it up, man. Like no other. Like I I love that aspect of it. You know. That's what makes your relationship just as dope, man. Not like our answers or anything we're saying is any deeper or any more profound because that's your experience. We give them answers based upon our personal experience on why we feel, you know, our relationships are what they are. You know what I'm saying? And the fact okay. that you think that you found like your best friend and the female that, you know, you get to build a life with and however you see fit and y'all see eye to eye on whatever, if that's what gets you off, man, like that's 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 dope. And that's just as dope as anybody oh, else's, sure, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. And you for still sure. married and happy, though. So, yeah, that's still dope. Let me just ask this question. Do y'all, do y'all have, like, married couple friends? Good question. Yeah. No, I'm 41. I got all kinds of all, – all my friends married. We hang out sometimes when we can, but I'm also the one who had kids last. So, you know. Talk about the significance of just having married friends while being married. You just got other people that understand really what you're going through. Yeah, man. I think I – think, being able to, uh, I guess, gain insight from your married friends, I think that helps your relationship at times. You know what I'm saying? When when you don't have the answers to something, being able to uh, kind of lean on others or or just just you know kind of observe energy and different stuff like that. I think those things help people because we all have to learn things through somebody else. You know what I'm saying? That's what our whole lives have been. So, you know, seeing people that's ahead of you and how they may handle different things or or how they look and stuff like that. You you grab those jewels from them. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's really important. Yeah, because I know like getting relationship advice from somebody that's single. That's just kind of that's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, I'm not even talking that advice. <laughs> what? Man, please, you got to have somebody that's going through what you're going through, man. Okay. So uh, to, yeah. and on the opposite end of that, so you have your married friends. So what happens now? When you are married, what happens to the friendships with the single friends who may not be married? I don't think you can consume their energy when you're married. You know what I'm saying? Like, you still kick it with them and, and put them on whatever, whatever levels that you kick it with them on. But, 
you can't consume their energy because I, I think if you consume the wrong energy, it'll be bad for your relationship. Okay, and when you say consume their energy, what what energy are you speaking of specifically? Single people do single things. <laughs> <laughs> So right. you can't consume that energy. As <laughs> <laughs> simple as that. <laughs> that's very that's very well put. <laughs> there we go. Hey, hold on before you, before you close it out. Let me go on and drop this on y'all. Go to Intimate Experience on Instagram. It's my wife's business. And it, it definitely helps with that sparking relationship. So married or not celebrating anniversaries or birthdays check out intimate experience you know, okay. it definitely helps you with that spark and there it is yeah. fellas man it's, it's been a pleasure having this conversation it was supposed to be about 20 minutes we've been going for about an hour now just like i said we can go on forever with this conversation <laughs> i appreciate the jewels that you've been given because what people don't realize is that this podcast is actually therapeutic for me this is my therapy you know, because not everybody can afford a counselor, but it's good to just have conversations about things that I may have experienced in life that I know other people are experiencing in life because, you know, you all are married men. I'm not married. You know, I was engaged. Mine didn't go as planned. So to just get insight from individuals like yourself. So now when the way that I move in life, I can take this and apply it and then I can move forward. And then I also can, you know, become the man that I'm looking to become. Like Trail said, you know, one of the great, one of the things he always wanted was the family. That's what he wanted. He came from a broken home. I've never seen, you know, a successful marriage. Well, I've seen successful marriages, but they've come to an end. So in my family, I've never seen anybody just go the distance from start to finish. It would always start. Uh, we didn't make it. So, like I said, this is my therapy as well, and I appreciate y'all for you know being my counselors on this episode. So. I definitely appreciate that insight, man. Give yourselves a pat on the back. We are breaking the mold one black man at a time, trying to create better households, better fathers, etc. Before we go ahead and uh, wrap this thing up, any last words from you, fellas? So I just want to say, hey, you know, regarding anything, you know, that anybody takes, you know, from this podcast when you listen to it, uh, coming from me, I always want you to remember it's with you first. So if, uh, if anything is ever going to happen in any relationship that you might want to have, please look inward first, you know, before you start poking holes in anything else that's going on in a relationship or whatever else it is you got going on. Because I, I promise you, if you bring the best version of you, it, it'll make a lot of other things you go through with that person a lot better. Just, just small samples, just make sure you're living for you. Sometimes you got to set the outside world out. Do what you want to do, not what people tell you to do or are pushing you to do. Just make sure you're living for yourself. Um, I'm just I'm just piggybacking off off of what they said, man. Um, it'll be any relationship would be what what you put out, you know what I'm saying. So as you said, look at self first, you know what I'm saying. If you want a certain thing, you're seeking to gain a certain thing from relationship. You got to look at yourself first and what you're putting out. What you put out is what'll come back. All good insight, man. All good insight. I definitely appreciate you fellas for giving this insight and dropping these gems and helping me with this podcast, man. I, I know it was last minute trying to put this thing together but I, I definitely think i definitely think that this episode is definitely gonna hit when people listen and, and just get this insight from us fellas man keep doing what you're doing keep raising your families and keep being a uh, positive role models for individuals like myself to look up to man i admire all three of y'all hey, 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 hey. and, and, uh, and, and peace peace to the guys that support this man the blessings to y'all and your family for real and you love y'all man and thanks, too, Seven. I appreciate it, man. All right, fellas. Yeah, Y'all have a good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Y'all too. All right. All right.